Computing Broadcast a fascinating round in three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fascinating Nouns. Now, if you are listening to this transmission, we are still the galaxy's most trusted source for incredible people, places, things, and ideas. Now, together we arrive at this curious nexus point, and we will explore the strange, unusual, offbeat, bizarre, intriguing, interesting, invigorating, quirky, quaint, quizzical, weird, wild, wacky, the fun, the frivolous, and the fringe, plus all the spaces in between. I am your host, Daniel J. Glenn. So this week's episode is incredibly well-timed because as of this recording, we are celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 landing, the first time that men walked on the moon. Obviously a historic moment for all mankind, you know, as immortalized by the famous words of Neil Armstrong. But what do we have today? How can I match that? Well, I can't really. can't really top that. But what I can give you is a man who may be making history by putting something into space, although it is non-human in origin. And that is one of the first microphones in space. We may, with the Mars 2020 rover, get our first audio test of what sound is like on another planet. Uh, the man's name is Jason Achilles and he is a, a self-proclaimed extraterrestrial audio engineer, which is an incredible title. Uh, I gotta, I gotta give him that. That one, that's a pretty good one. Uh, he's also, you know, when he's not doing incredible NASA projects, he's also an international recording artist. Uh, so it's a, he's a man of many talents, and audio being number one on those. Um, first of all, Jason, thank you so much for being on the show. And I gotta ask, are you a janitor as well? Because like, what's up with that? Those keys? You have like. It's like four car keys on that that key ring. I know you're not the first person to say That's that. That's crazy. I have a um, a tour van that requires like eight different keys to uh, get around. And so oh, the van does. The van does. Yeah. yeah, it's like a 1986. You know. That's all you need to say. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. With a camera conversion, so it's right. got like you know propane and all that crap. Right. And, yeah. and propane accessories. Uh. So and how do you say, is it, it's Jason Achilles Menzilis? Mazillis. Mazillis? Yeah. Have you thought about making it rhyme like that? Jason no. Achilles Mazillis? <laughs> <laughs> do people call you that in no. that? I, I, I tried to discourage Jason. it. <laughs> I, I like that. Well, I actually used to tour and play shows under my full name. And then um, last summer, I went to Europe for the first time. Uh-huh. And so I tried an experiment of dropping my last name because I would tell people, right. they'd be like, what's your name or who do you play with? And I'd say that whole thing. And then they'd just right. sort of blank stare. Right. And so now I just tour as Jason Achilles and I tried it that time and they're like, oh, okay. And then I found that people I met would actually find me later on, you know, social means of doing so. Right, right. And uh, so I'm like, okay, I think this is the way to go. So so, not, so it's just Jason Achilles now. That's Yeah. You... And that's the website too, is Jason Achilles. And that's uh, your middle name? Yeah. Okay. And it's it's funny because I mean because kind of John Cougar Mellencamp I mean he tried to play with that thing and John Mellencamp it was just John Mellencamp. So this is funny, right? So yeah. when I put my first record out, I still use my full name. Right. And now I've got to go back because I and I went and I looked at John Cougar's album catalog on iTunes right. to see like is it still listed as Cougar and, and sure, yeah. that's gone. It's like it never existed. Oh really? Yeah. Because it was just I think it was one or two albums. Uh, with yeah, Scarecrow Wild Night. was under. Which one was? Scarecrow was with the Cougar, I think. I think so. I remember Wild. There was a Wild Night. Wild Night. That was later. That was, I know that was John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah. Oh, all the. That song was. But he started, he was just like Johnny Cougar, right? Wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he changed. It kind of morphed. The whole thing kind of. Have you seen the video? I just saw, I was at Barney's Beanery the other day and they had 
the, the video for uh, Hurts So Good, uh-huh. where he's like doing the like with all the bikers dancing around. He's wearing the chaps. I haven't seen that in a long time. <laughs> Pretty, I do like chaps though. It's I do pretty think amazing. Chaps are really funny. I like the Achilles though because it's a you know it's got that Greek warrior thing. You know, I mean, he was impervious to everything. I mean, is that kind of what you were going for? Or is this kind of like Greek well, my, god thing? I mean, it's my parents. I didn't do it. No, but I meant like you know for, <laughs> for stage name, right? Did they? I mean, it's good to keep. I mean, because you didn't go with Jason Min, uh, Minzilis. Yeah. No. I, well, I yeah, I liked. I don't know. It seems. I like. I, I like my name. Actually, it took a mm-hmm. while. It was when I was a kid. It seemed awkward, but. Really? I like it now, but uh, it that seemed the most that seemed the most memorable thing for people to digest. It was Achilles, just Jason Achilles, right? Yeah. So you didn't like your name as a kid? No, I was just sort of like, well, Mazillus is a really weird name, and nobody could ever pronounce it or spell it. Or right. I used to have a like I'd keep a sort of stack of all the different mail that I got with different various misspellings of my name, <laughs> like, like really creative. There was like yeah. U's and strange. Like, sure. oh, how did they get that? It's amazing. I, I can't tell you how many times I'm Daniel Green or Daniel G L E E N Glean. I mean, like, yeah, you think something so sm- like just a short name. It's like people with long names; they always seem to get them right. So I'm surprised. Yeah, not in my case. Well, you know, it's it's funny. You know, we're back together again, uh, Jason Achilles, because you and I, you kind of came to prominence um, after composing the timeless introduction for the web series I did called Fascinating Fights. I'm still very happy with that. I thought that turned out really well. It was great. You know, I liked it so much, I kept a minute and 30 second intro on a web series, uh, despite the fact that everyone in my life told me it was way too long. I was like, no, but but it's so cool. (laughs) Because not only is the sound, not only is the sound great, but I also like, put together a really cool video to it, and I just fell in love video, with it. The video, you did a good job yeah. with that well, video. Well, thank you very yeah. much. I did too great of a job, because well, we both did, because people couldn't stand a minute and 30 second intro. I got blasted for it everywhere. Really? They and were I just like, no, nah, nobody. Yeah, they were, they were like, this is ridiculous. It's twice as long as the video itself. The video's like, there were 12 minute videos with a minute and 30 second well, introduction. You know, you yeah. know. You know? It's kind of like Knight Rider, the show Knight Rider, like the intro was like, yeah, the best part. Well, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> the reason to go see it. Um, so, you know, and, and after that, you know, that I kind of gave you your big break. And after that, you kind of like... Your, I do appreciate your, that. Your career exploded. Did, have you been getting those royalty checks? I've I have not. No? I think, That's so uh, weird. I, don't think I, I constructed our contract I don't know that well. Maybe we should ask your uh, producer. I know. Yeah. What's going I, on? I should have had her re- renegotiate that. Um, but, you know, your career kind of exploded like you had a rocket on your ass, and it was pretty amazing, which is kind of, you know, an apropos pun there because... You know, when it comes to rockets, you you know why I, I didn't I didn't bring you on the show just to kind of like you know chew chew the fat as they say. Um, you're doing some pretty cool stuff. You are, uh, if I understand this correctly, you are technically an extraterrestrial audio engineer, right? Is that the is that the phrase we're going with? I thought it sounded good. I really like it. I gave a uh, I gave a talk recently, and somebody asked me, you know. What would you put on your business card? And I'm like, well, I guess that's as good as anything. That's no, Everybody, that's, a, that's people amazing. seem to think that was pretty funny. So I love it. I think you should go with it because um, you got hired to kind of be a consultant for a microphone going up on the rover, which is pretty exciting. Um, and we're going to get to that in a second. But I think before we do, we're talking about extraterrestrials. Well, before uh, we do that, actually, and I have some before gifts for my you. prequel. Yes, you're going to prequel my. Well, prequel. Well, I brought things for you. Oh, oh well, let's. That's why. Yeah. So these, oh, perfect for radio. So I, I brought a. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is the first record that came out around the time when I first met you. So so Jason Achilles is now handing me. Uh, oh, this is old. That one has the Mazzillis. Jason on Achilles Mazzillis. Mazzillis. See, this is this is why. That's gone oh, thank now. you so much. This is the new one, which you'll notice. 
that now has a shorter name. Oh, it does have it on there too. And then uh, these are this great. Is, I'm looking at CDs here for this. This is my Fuck Pro Tools sticker that it I like to make. Say, it does say that. That's uh, for sure. These are I've got guitar picks. After 20 years of playing guitar, I'm getting a I got guitar finally pick. got Fender to get me some oh, nice that's guitar cool. picks. Oh, this so this is a real guitar pick. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, like I brought you some fireworks because and some fireworks. Everybody oh, likes fireworks. So so right now, just that that all happened in a blur for everyone listening. Uh, I just <laughs> I have electric green sparklers. Um, this is Shogun. This these are Shogun brand electrical green sparklers. Just, yeah, normal sparklers. I got a real Fender guitar pick that says Achilles on it. Hopefully, uh, Jason will sign that. I got a sign that does, in fact, say "Fuck Pro Tools." I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm not inside enough to get that, but but that is what the sticker. Somebody says. in your audience will appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, two amazing CDs. One that came out after the seminal hit um, "Fascinating Fights" introduction. But this is come down. Now, does the "Fascinating Fights" introduction? Are you going to play a clip of that on this at some point for them to hear? I mean, if you'd like me to. Yeah, go to town. I mean, okay. Oh, the so, "Fascinating Fights." I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I will play a clip. I'm going to put links to it all. You need to understand where our legacy begins. It's exactly, that's exactly right. And then they can listen to my catalog and, you know, derive the melodic, right. you know, stuff and stuff. things. <laughs> right. that's, like, yeah. that's as far that's as I exactly got. Right. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'll put it all. I'll have links to all this stuff. Um, but, you know, so so now before, uh, so I was so wonderfully interrupted, I will say. Uh, we talked about extraterrestrials. You know, one of my favorite extraterrestrial hunters um, is the ancient aliens, Giorgio Sukolos. And you're kind of Giorgio Sukolos-esque in that your hair has kind of taken on a mind of its own. It's got its own... I was going to say, I'm quite not as ancient, maybe. It's, you're not ancient. But, like, you got this kind of cool hair thing going on. His is more like electrical socket. But your, <laughs> yours is kind of, yours is kind of like... Wavy, and you've even incorporated it into some of your cover art. Um, is that or album art? Is what is that the right word? Album art, cover art. Um, I do well. There is an actual vinyl album version of the first record, so in that case, you could say yeah. Okay, so so do you, do is that on purpose? Is that kind of like your thing? Do you like this? I, my hair and I just have an agreement where we leave each other alone. Right. I don't mess with it. It doesn't mess with me, and, <laughs> and it sticks around. Occasionally, I trim it. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I have a similar agreement with my hair. I promise not to do anything to it as long as it, and then so we can be friends and it'll yeah. hang out for as long That's as possible. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so I don't do, you know, I don't do anything like that. Um, I think that that's, that's really important. So I interviewed the um, Dr. Anita Sengupta, who designed the uh, supersonic parachute for the Mars Curiosity rover. Uh, that was really exciting. I'm about to talk to you about the microphone that's going up on a rover. The actual rover, um, as you mentioned earlier, is the only thing that I need to, to interview What's next. Um, I think, <laughs> uh, bring in the interview. Well, unfortunately, the it doesn't have a speaker, so it can record sounds, but it can't make them. <laughs> The best we could do would have it like maybe spin the drill cycle at different pitches. Right. You know? Do something with it. Yeah. So I'm could, sure you could hook that up. It, it's going to have AI. I'm sure it's going to be self-aware very soon. It's well, it is. It does actually have an autonomous landing sequence. Oh, right. Because it's too far away to be able to. Yeah. Well, the they did. Just. So with Curiosity, they. I'm not sure. If they're they're really developing it for 2020. That's the name of the rover, uh, Mars 2020. But um. Oh, they didn't give it like a cool name. Well. Like inspiration or Achilles? Uh, yeah, or Achilles, Achilles would be good. <laughs> um, I don't know. They Supposedly, they're going to rename it, but I don't know. I mean, it's everyone's been calling it 2020 for so long, and it's kind of catchy. I mean, it sticks. Yeah, but basically, 2020 is derived from the same uh, architecture as Curiosity. So it's the same size. It's just got more instrumentation. It's more updated. But right. the autonomous landing sequence is very much updated, and mm. basically... 
Like the area that I just saw this video where they, they were describing, they're basically saying without that, they would expect like an 88% chance of success hmm. in landing this thing. But then employing this new software, it's going to be like 99%. Really? And they're testing it out in, I think, Death Valley right now. There's I just saw a video the other day. that Yeah, so it's... I wonder if that's what caused the earthquake. I, God, that would I mean, be, if you're really going to be conspiracy think, theorists... <laughs> maybe they're fracking for plutonium out there. Yeah, so. when you start talking about Mars rovers, I mean, that's... Uh, that's so that's really incredible. So they're using still using the sky crane technique though, right? Yeah, same. It's gonna be and so and wow. the reason my microphone my micro the reason the microphone is going on there that I worked on is because they want audio to go with video capture of the sky crane landing sequence. I got it. Be, and so the um the the because essentially what the microphone is there to record is just the landing. Because it's not it's not gonna be a primarily recorder. What's that? It's not gonna be like a day to day recorder. They're not going to Well if it if it survives, if it works, A, and then B, right. survives through the landing cycle and, you know, all the dust that's going to get kicked up and that doesn't sort of mess with it too much, uh, hopefully it'll continue to operate. There's another microphone on board that won't get turned on until after that whole sequence. Okay. So and two I, microphones. Two, two microphones, totally separate systems, though. Right. Um, the other one's on a thing called SuperCam. It's a, another... You know, it's another camera, one of many cameras on there. Right. But it's a totally separate, isolated system from the one that I'm. My the microphone I was working with is on the entry, descent, and landing cycle, and basically, yeah, that's it. So it's just. Uh, so it's just it's got 15 minutes of life, and then then they're gonna turn on well, the other one. Well, probably five, three to five minutes, I think, of is, recording is, time. Is, and they're, that's probably how long it'll run during the initial sequence. I mean, I can't say for sure. I don't. Right. I'll know and more. Hopefully, I'll know more when the time gets closer. But they're still right. figuring all that out. Yeah. So right now, it's everything uh, is in the testing stage yeah. and assemb assembly and testing. Wow. Um, so we'll see. We still have a year till it actually launches. That's pretty incredible. So it won't be the day to day mic. They have another. So two, did you design? Did you do any work with the other microphone or just, this um, is just not directly? I spoke to people involved in the team with the microphone and I actually have d done. So I went last September. I uh, attended my first planetary science conference mm -hmm. in, in Berlin, which was. Oh, that's cool. It was very cool. Yeah, I got really it's fun to go party in Berlin. I would imagine. <laughs> so. Yeah. So we uh, but I, I, I actually presented a um, I gave a presentation there that dealt with the idea of basically activating these separate microphones at the same time so we could have stereo mm. audio instead of just two oh, okay. you know, individual mono signals. So if right. everything's working properly, hopefully we can at some point turn them both on at the same time and yeah. coordinate that with maybe even a, a video camera and maybe get the first stereo video, you know, full. Right. Multimedia presentation from 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 Mars, which would be that would be cool. I, I think it'd be cool. <laughs> so you, I mean, that's it's history. I mean, that would. I mean, you're really like a part yeah. of history. Well, we'll see if it works. If it I works, mean, this is the third time somebody. This is the third time a microphone has been sent to Mars, and it, the other two, it hasn't turned on yet. You know, right? So well, because it you hasn't worked yet. Um, because I think there were, if I understand correctly, there was the Mars Polar Lander, which crashed. Yes. So there's no microphone, Definitely, obviously. yeah. Well, yeah. That I didn't mean, work out. Right. It didn't work out too well. <laughs> uh, then in 2008, there was one, but this, no one turned it on. Right. So this is, so, so hopefully this is, now was that an oversight or they just... It was a it? computer issue. I, 
I'm still sort of piecing together exactly what happened. Right. Um, but my understanding is that... It's a cold case now, so you're going to have to, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, were they, were they the like Freedom of Information it. Act? Right. <laughs> sure. So my understanding was that the, the, the mic was sort of directly tied into the main computer in such a way that there was a very slim but realistic possibility that activating it might cause some main some problems with the main computer, like okay, maybe doing a hard reset or something. Something that was like a slim chance but not worth taking, you know, for <laughs> right. something that's really, really far away. Right, right. Um, well, so, it's, it's funny because you yeah. say the multimedia, the, the st- it's, you know, when you talk about life on, or not life on Mars, you talk about like sound on Mars. Well, you never know. You, you never know. It'd be funny if you got like a testing one, two, three from <laughs> the first Mars. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but I imagine, you know, there's not much of an atmosphere. You know, it's not, it's not a it's vacuum. It's about 1%. It's like 1%. So it's ours, a very, yeah. you know, that's very small. And, uh, you know, as most people know, just as the, here's the, the third grade definition of sound, is it's, you know, changes in frequency uh, that are traveling through a medium. And you need air to be able to create sound. Yeah, and if pressure, pressure waves. Right, yeah, pressure exactly. waves. Exactly. And so if you don't have that, you're not going to have sound at all. It's like a tree f- falls in the forest, you know. You, well, I guess you do have a receptor. You do have a receiver, which is you guys. But... Um, you, it, it, there may not actually be a physical sound to record. And even if there was, the day-to-day, I imagine, is pretty boring on Mars. Yeah. There's no, there's no birds chirping. You know, you're going to well, get sounds not, of maybe the rover moving. That's you know. exactly. I mean, the, 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 like, so I put together, um, I can actually, I need to, I can send you this, but I put together a little demonstration sequence of some of the things you would hear on the okay. surface. And uh, like a drive sequence, for example. Like if, if we're able to, turn this stuff on and have a video camera on while the rover is doing one of its actual drives. Right. You know, you could hear the, the you know, rocks crackling under the wheels. And, right, right. Which actually might also be helpful to articulate, you know, what sort of damage is being done to the wheels because the, the wheels on the Curiosity mm-hmm. rover sort of took a little more damage than they anticipated. Hmm. Okay. And so, you know, this might be more data that would be useful and sort of like you'd hear, you know, it's kind of like... One of, the, one of the points I make when I give these talks is that, like, when you, one of your first indications when you're driving your car that something is wrong is that something sounds weird. Right, right. Before you feel right. any knocking or before, you know, you'll hear some weird thing. You'll be right. like, that does, that's not right. Right. You know, like Scotty listening to, what was the, uh, there's some episode of Star Trek where he's like, oh, they sound, the engines sound wrong. You right, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So sound can be sometimes be a precursor to, you know, damage control, basically. So that's a really interesting point because what I was wondering is what is the actual like scientific value? You know, obviously besides the novelty right. of like, hey, I'm the first guy who recorded sound, you know, on Mars. Like that's cool. Well, there's a lot of us, but yes, I'm one of those first right. guys. <laughs> right. Well, we're not. I'm, they're not in the room right now. <laughs> so, but like that's important, you know, to be in the history books. Um, but the actual scientific value seems almost minimal. I was wondering what it, what what there would be besides you know the the entry you know the right. entry sequence uh, but that makes a good you make a good point with the, the well there's the another like for example another thing on curiosity they had they had a lot of they had some well i want to say a lot they had some issues with some of the drilling cycle mm-hmm. and they there was a point where um i was talking to a friend of mine who works there and he uh he's involved in a lot of different aspects of this thing and there was one point where they couldn't figure out what was wrong with the thing mm-hmm. and they couldn't really tell from the data that they were getting back if it was even, you know, the sort of thing where audio would have been helpful in 
figuring out what's going on because right. they didn't have right, a camera right. on it. So they had like sort of, I don't know, telemetry, but, you know, data from like how fast the engine seemed to be spinning and where it was being intermittent and things like that. But right. that's the kind of thing where, okay, turn on, listen to it, and you might hear a ping or a knock or something that would. Right. So. No, that, and that makes perfect sense because I think, like, you, you know, you're right, that is a precursor. It's the, the warning sign or all, all, the, all the noises. Um, now, how did you get involved? It seems like kind of a strange, <laughs> you know, was it, was it because of the, your work on Fascinating Fights that NASA reached out to you? Or I, was it unrelated? If I say yes, again, do I owe you more royalties? <laughs> no, no. Um, it'll just go to my head. But I know it has nothing to do with it. Uh, so how, how did that happen? Because it seems like, you know, it seems like a strange, I mean, it may not be, but when you look at someone who's a successful musician, usually they're not microphone experts on, you know, the level of forwarding humanity's progress. You know? <laughs> well, uh, I'm not sure if I am either. But, uh, <laughs> well, you were picked. You were the one they picked. Well, I'm the one who asked. That's it? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I, uh, it, was, it was an idea I had come up with on my own, thinking like, hey, we should record sound on there. Why haven't we done that? And then when I started looking into it, um, it turned out, then I found out, oh, they have tried to do this, but it hasn't been done. I'm like, well, sh- shit that mm-hmm. maybe they'd want to do it for this next one and so i've been working on some proposals of how to exactly we said how to convince the nasa that this is a meaningful science right, right that, yeah. that i mean it's a whole new sensory exploration but right still hard to you know what value it's not something that? they've done before so right. like well do they need it you know do they yeah. care in that in the six months while i was developing that on my own uh, they released, um, my, my buddy actually worked there, called me one day. And he's like, hey, I just came from a meeting. They're going to put a microphone on the next rover. Hmm. And so I, uh, so I, I, I found out, I just sort of, I, I looked him up online and I, I saw an interview with somebody who worked there that was talking about this stuff. And so I, I dug around and found his email and, and I wrote him. I basically asked if I could help. So it's like a cold call? Yeah. Like a cold email, <laughs> yeah. just like, hey. Yeah. Uh, I love I love your. I mean, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it, it was worked. a little nuts. And I, I mean, I, I mean, I wrote a lot. I wrote some papers and I sent them with the email. But he, he got back to me a few hours later, and he's like, "Yes, yeah, it's great." So it wasn't like you didn't have to go through anyone. You just looked them up, and you just sent him. Uh, I went through him, and then he said, "Okay, I'm going to forward this on to the design team, and uh, somebody will get back to you in like a month." And then a mm-hmm. month later, somebody got back to me. Wow! It was just it was I was in I was on tour in the East Coast with my band at the time. It was our first tour with this new instrumental stuff. This was middle of 2016. Uh-huh. So this and, is back when you're still Jason. You when you read all three names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're tri named. And uh, yeah, my just put out the the first record just come out, and I I had uh, I was doing like just playing like the five people a night over in the East Coast with this band of dudes that I put together on the, over there and, right. and uh, yeah and I got this email and they're like hey can we have set up a meeting this week so I had a meeting in the back this backyard of New Jersey of this buddy my friend Brian who I was staying with and my bandmates were sobering up on yeah. the couch on the inside and I was out there <laughs> at eight in the morning you know it you're was like, it was ridiculous. You're like I guess I guess I was a rock star. Now I guess I'm a rocket scientist. Now, it was really really strange. <laughs> <laughs> One phone call changed uh, what you are. It was yeah, and then so it t- then it took another six months to actually get, or no, it was it was like three or four months from there is when I actually got hired. So do you call yourself a rocket scientist now, or do you kind of no? 
No. <laughs> well, I mean, do you tell people that you are? I like the first one. What did you say before? Extraterrestrial audio engineer. I told it's so good from you. Extraterrestrial audio engineer. That's a good one. I that one know. I can. Well, I can. I don't mind that because I can definitely. I can defend the title, as it were. Sure. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a difference between yeah. being a rocket scientist and being someone who builds things that go on rockets or or right. designs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know the uh, the what's that the rocket equation? You know that? Sure. I mean, I. I understand it, but I can't go to a chalkboard and write it down for right. you. Right, can't put it into action. Um, so, so what did like the day-to-day operation of like this of choosing the microphone? Like, what does that look like? Like, what what are the considerations that go into what what how sound capture is going to sound sound like? How sound capture going to be on another planet in a totally different environment? Uh, both when it goes onto the planet, when it lands. What were your right. considerations? Well, we are the super our supervisor at. JPL narrowed down the search for us considerably. We did two separate studies. The first one was more open-ended, and we really considered everything, like from like a Shure 57 to ribbon mics to the kind of mics that are in your cell phone. And and, and basically, I guess the basic, the, the easiest way to say is you, you sort of outline all the problems, and then that eliminates mm-hmm. things really quickly. Right, right. So. I mean, for people that aren't audio engineers, there's a lot of different, there's like mics that go in a hearing aid, there's mics that go in a recording studio, the kind we're talking in now, there's, mm-hmm. yeah, the stuff in your cell phone, and all these, there's different architecture, different types, they're made of different materials. So you basically list all the problems that you need to solve. Um, temperature, you know, how to, how to survive traveling in deep space for six months. Right. Um, how to survive being next to uh, a radio radioisotopic thermal generator, the RTGs, basically mm-hmm. the, the nuke. <laughs> on right, board. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. I think I said that right. Yeah. Uh, so there's a huge amount of radiation this thing is going to be next to. Right. Um, the dust on the surface blowing around, you know, that, I mean, this, this mic we're talking to is meant to be in a sterile Right, studio environment exactly not, where it is is where it's yeah. Meant and to if be. you put this out in Death Valley and left it there for a week, right, would it still work? Maybe you right. know. Yeah, well, I mean, and also the conditions are so different because you're putting it onto this thing, so it has to travel through space, which is a harsh, very, very cold environment. Uh, then it's going to get to the surface of Mars, and then it's going to become very, very hot as it enters into their atmosphere. Right. Um, and then it's got to survive. Well, hopefully not too hot if the heat shield does its job. But, sure, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's, yeah. It's, Hotter than space. Hotter yeah, than right. space. <laughs> um, but yes, you're, that's exactly right. But it will still be, you know, it's going to go, it's still an extreme temperature change. Right. Uh, and and then Pretty it, quickly, then, yeah. And, yeah, very quickly. And then it's got to survive, ex- you know, a lot of bumps and as it lands. I mean, obviously it would be a soft landing all things considered, right. um, but it may not be, maybe kind of bumpy. And then it has to survive on the surface with dust and in a totally different environment than both the atmosphere that it was previously in and both the empty space that it was previously in. It's got to be pretty rugged. So do all those things. And then also, hopefully, ideally be suited to capture the sound in that, right? right. right. To, to yeah. actually work as a microphone, like yeah, as a yeah, good exactly. microphone. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, it's just a lot of considerations. And so you, you ended up with, can I reveal what you ended up yeah, with? Yeah, yeah. It's not. I didn't know that they made this public, but apparently they did, so... I guess it's fine. They <laughs> as long as, as they'll tell me these it. things. Yeah, it's the DPA. Uh, DPA is the microphone company. Yeah, which is an offshoot of a company called Bruling Care B and K, which has been around for a long time. DPA is the, like their newer version. 
Okay. And it's the 400, uh, 4006 omnidirectional microphone M- with an MMA digital audio interface. Yeah. So that actually is like a new thing they put out. It's like kind of like a, it looks like a sort of a bigger version of a silver dollar or okay. half dollar. Okay. And they're, they're made to be uh, portable. Okay. It's like the little preamp sort of thing. Got it. For like, kind of like what I'm like, using right here. Uh, like, okay. Yeah. Like this thing, if they were condensed to this. Right. It was a little a bit butt. smaller. Yeah, three okay. inches in diameter. Same same job though. Same job, yeah, exactly. As again, we're in radio, so nobody knows what we're talking about. No one about, knows at all what we're talking about. But the little, equipment you would Behringer use, preamp thing here. And but you would this is like similar to the equipment you would use for for any microphone in order to be able to get a signal, transfer it into um, usable for the human ear. Basically, is the goal. Yeah, well, basically, transfer it to something that the computer can then read. So right. yeah, it goes through an analog digital converter and and all that stuff. And uh, and they sound great. I mean, I, I took one home with me and ran it through a bunch of stuff in my studio and mm-hmm. I was really impressed. I mean, the thing sounds really nice. So, so on, on Earth's environment, it sounds... Sounds wonderful. killer, yeah. yeah. It's a measurement style microphone. So it's like something, it's like, like something you'd almost use for like calibrating a studio or something. It. Like it's very flat response, but it also has a very high dynamic range. So it mm-hmm. helps offset the fact that sound doesn't travel very far right, right, right. on the surface. So that was the big thing. We wanted something that was very durable, but also like very sensitive and dynamic range so it's basically the the frequencies that it can pick up very low and very high no dynamic range is the uh how um the 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 loudness you know like how much before it distorts oh i see what is what what am i thinking a frequency response yeah oh i'm sorry frequency response is the range of frequency dynamic responses uh or dynamic range is how much volume you get before it starts to crumble i see i see okay and uh, that's really important because yeah, stuff basically in that low pressure environment, your high frequencies fall off much quicker than they do here. Yeah, so makes sense. Any sort of distance away from something, it starts to sound muffled. Right, and so, so you pick, you chose. So you were the, you made the final decision on this, right? Me and my team, I had two guys, uh, Caesar and Brad, were my engineers that I hired. Uh-huh. So once I got the job, I had to figure out how to actually do what I promised. I so could, what, so it wasn't just you; <laughs> they weren't just asking your opinion like in a bar. Like you, had, this is like an official thing. Yeah, we we our initial report was about. Almost twenty pages, and then we gave a, you know, an on-site uh, uh, presentation at JPL. Okay. And then that was that was our initial evaluation study, and then for the the second one was a little more informal. When we made this decision, you know, it was sort of when like when you made the official decision, it was more informal. Well, because we'd already done the hard work, you know, we'd already sure. done all the thermal analysis of the different. Uh, diaphragm components of different kinds of microphones, you know, uh-huh. so like that was the more detailed one was the first one because we went through every different type of architecture and like, okay, so like certain diaphragm materials will have lesser, uh, pro- I don't know how to say this, certain, certain materials just don't work as well. Mm-hmm. And for example, the, the temperature fluctuations on the surface, mm-hmm. you know, right. Because the chemical composition of those materials is more uh, like brittle in nature, mm-hmm. and so when it heats up and cools down a lot like that, it basically you lose performance very quickly. Because the the temperature swing, it's like being out in the desert where it's like super hot in the day, super cold mm-hmm. at night. Right. So like that, exp- materials expand and cool, you know, right. and contract, and so the wrong kind of material will just get brittle very quickly. Right. And some microphones are made of materials that do that, and some aren't. So right away you can eliminate those. 
Right. I mean, it's a lot of factors. I mean, I didn't even consider that because it's very much like the desert. It's going to get very hot and very cold yeah. over the course of, I forget how many hours, how long a day is. on Pretty Mars. close to Earth. Yeah. Yeah. It's very close. Martian day is pretty close to an Earth day. Yeah. Um, so you had, to, so I really thought it was just like you making these decisions. So you hired a whole team. Uh, uh, two, I hired two guys that are brilliant audio engineers and, yeah, and they, they are both working on pressure sensors to send to Europa and other things like that. Like they're both incredibly smart guys. Yeah. So you were just, you were super lucky to get the job, but you were like, I got to hire some guys who actually know what the hell they're talking yes. about. Yes. <laughs> it's fair. Um, and so, so you, you did all that. And you, so you chose this microphone, the DPA 4006 omnidirectional microphone. And it's funny because you sent me, the company's aware that their microphone has been chosen. Yeah. Because they've cut together. <laughs> Apparently, uh, we, I right. just, we just found this video. Right. Like a week ago, yeah. So they cut together a little sizzle for themselves. Um, it's very I, sizzly. I, it is. I noticed one thing on there, one glaring mistake, which, which I'm going to rectify, not only with this interview, but with any promotion since till, when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no mention of Jason Achilles Mazzilli's uh, at all <laughs> in their in their sizzle yeah. reel. How do you feel about that? And and how, what can I do to rectify this for you? Um, I, I'm okay with it. It's You're fine. okay with it. Well, I'm the one touring around telling everybody about it. So well, exactly, and they don't even they don't even know you exist. <laughs> I think my video has more hits than theirs does. Hey, oh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> put on a diss track. Are you gonna? Oh, you should do a diss track, a DPA diss track. For <laughs> no, no, no. T- actually, DPA was awesome. They, uh, when we were when we were testing this stuff, I did call the company and they. I needed them and to they send said, Who me. Is this? And then they're like, hold, <laughs> hold please. Yeah, yeah. No, they were they were awesome. They sent me. Um, they sent me some materials. Like, didn't charge me for stuff. I mean, I got it back, but they let me borrow stuff and send it out and like. They were actually really helpful. And you, but you didn't once tell them, "Hey, I'm the guy who's making. I'm the guy's making the decision on whether this is going." Well, to I, I told the guy I was on the phone with, so he'd take me like, seriously. Oh, okay, cool, right. <laughs> but uh, did you no, call from a NASA phone number? Or yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, that would be funny, right? Like, wow. DC, what is this? No, it's uh, fine. I'm, I'm good. Uh, it, I mean, that's kind of the crazy part to me. I mean, uh, so when this thing is on Mars and it's recording all this stuff, or when it's done recording the entry, how does it, is it sending it back, is it like compressing it as an MP3? And like- That's still all to be determined. I don't know. I That was part of my initial proposal, dealt with a lot of that yeah. aspect of things, you know, how to transmit the data, what right. form how, it would be. How do we get it? Um, yeah, and, but I haven't spoken to I, I don't know yet if that's been decided i mean i put forward a lot of ideas on how i i thought would be good ideas but yeah. um hopefully i don't know I, I don't think that's of as much concern right now as the physical architecture of you right. know because i mean we know we know we can do it and we plug you know it's been plugged in it works right so that's the important thing right now you well, know, what's the use? I mean, then it, and then you'll just end up as the third microphone that was like put on a rover that didn't work. Like it recorded a bunch of cool stuff. Well, but it's we have to wait till we have to wait till we get a colony out to Mars before we can listen right. to it. That would be funny. <laughs> uh, you know? I'm pretty pretty sure this one's gonna pretty sure this one's gonna work. Well, yeah, but but Excuse not 100 percent sure how we're gonna he- know that it works. I think. Um, well, like the the thing is that there's video data that's being captured along with audio, and video data is so much bigger right, than yeah, audio. Yeah. So like. I'm not as worried about the compression, uh-huh. the data compression issues with the audio because they're if they if they're capturing video and sending that back, they they've obviously got bigger problems than sure. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah. like that's why I'm like I'm not too worried about it because like okay. it, it'll get back, you know. Okay. Um, but 
I think it would be cool to be able to, like, for example, I think this is something I mentioned a while ago was to them was, you know, if you wanted to capture ambient sounds for like an hour, let's say, and just turn the thing on and let it go and through a wind, you know, sending that audio back in, like have it compressed on board and sent back. And then basically, if there's anything in there that sounds like it's worth right. hearing, <laughs> then you can ask the rover to send back the full resolution data. But right. otherwise, you can just discard it. You know what I mean? Or not, yeah, yeah, yeah. not discard it, but like sort of, you know, so, you, so like a preview mode before for sending. Because sure. you're right. Yeah. Sending data back from, I mean, Mars is really far away. It's really far away. <laughs> and there's stuff in the way. And I mean, like, yeah, you, so. You know. And bandwidth uh, is at a pre is at a premium for sure. Yeah, right. It's very limited. Uh, so, and one of the cool things. Is, so, so this this is um, so NASA considers this essentially a non-essential item, which they call a technology demonstration. That is correct. Is yeah, that, you did your homework, man. Yeah, I did. I'm impressed. I, I did. So, how? I mean, you know, it's not. Do you take any offense with not being essential? Are you going to push for that at all? So grateful that it's happening at all. That right. I. Yeah, I mean. You know, of course, everybody always wants more support for their system sure, or their, yeah, yeah. you know, but I'm, I'm a super, I'm very happy to be involved at all and be sure. very happy that we didn't have to fight the fight of convincing it to be done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was initially what I was preparing for. And then, like I said, somebody involved was like, yeah, let's just do this. I'm like, oh, cool. All right. Well, great. Because <laughs> that's, well, that's a much harder <laughs> battle to fight, you know? Right. Well, I'm guessing, I'm guessing here, um, this is just my conspiracy theory thing. I I'm, I'm guessing that, uh, no, I'm not going to say they already know that there's aliens and that's why we're going there. No, what I'm saying is that I, I'm guessing that, I don't know how much this microphone costs. I, I have no idea. That's uh, not too, I mean, you can look it up online. I think it's uh, the preamp and the mic together, or maybe a couple thousand bucks or okay, something. So let's say, let's say 10,000. Well, it's definitely not that much. So let's say five thousand. <laughs> I don't think it's that much. All right, three thousand. It's not that much. Yeah, for maybe God's so. sakes, man. <laughs> I'm trying to make a point here. Uh, so one thousand dollars for both. That is such a drop in the bucket, and it is so easy to find space on the rover. I'm sure that they were just like. Well, it's sure. not easy to find space on the rover. That that's, is for, okay. I guess that's true. There, the, the space might space be on the rover is incredibly hard to find. Actually. Okay, and then wiring that thing, and then what you got to pay the guys to do it. The, 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 the smallest expense by far is the microphone. Right. Well, at least the smallest expense wasn't you. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> like that would be embarrassing. We, we won't comment on that. Right, right. So the uh, so the smallest expense is the microphone. But it's just it's such a drop in the bucket when you're looking at like a three billion dollar. Yeah, I mean, so by contrast, I have a buddy of mine who uh, named Todd who makes he he assembles and refurbishes the EVA spacesuits suits that our astronauts use on the ISS. Mm -hmm. And so when a suit comes back from space, it's been up there for nine years. Right. Ooh, it comes boy. back. He literally tears the thing apart into like 200 separate pieces, cleans it, checks every single connection, puts that whole thing back together. And uh, I went to visit him one time and he, he, you know, I got the tour. Right. Which was rad. Right. And he shows me this one piece on the suit, which is like basically above where your shoulder would be. It's like a little plate, okay. like right above your shoulder. And it just looks like a little metal strip. And he mm -hmm. says, you see that? I'm like, yeah. He's like, that thing is a million dollars. Wow. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And he said, that. look at it really closely. I'm like, okay. And he's like, do you see anything? No, it just looks like a piece of metal. He said, there's 10,000 little holes drilled into that little piece of metal. It's a radiator oh. for water to, it's basically the coolant system for the, the water system for the suit. And 
like the water, was it sublimates? Is that the right word? Yeah. It sort of goes through and then like that. Well, that would be it goes from like a water to a gas without going to the liquid. Yeah, so it like, yeah, it's it, it, like it, it basically. It basically boils off like instantly. And that's how it cools it. And then because wow. you have a bigger problem in a spacesuit of overheating than freezing, weirdly enough. Huh. Because oh, that is weird. when you're in the direct sunlight in outer space, you, you get really hot really quickly. <laughs> that is very. That is a very good point. So, yeah. But that that one little piece was a million dollars. That's insane. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it, but the government's also known for sixteen dollar muffins. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, three hundred dollar toilet seat. Yeah, exactly. Is that from uh, Independence Day? Uh, something like that. Yeah. You think they've spent? Yeah. What yeah. do you think they're taking this money for? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, that's you know, there's there's that to consider, but also just how specific that piece is right. to do its job. Um, a million dollars is expensive. And everything on on a suit like. Everything on a spacesuit is mission critical, right? There's no, yeah, yeah. there's no technology demonstration on NTDA. <laughs> so no, fair uh, enough. That's that's very true. Uh, so you now you so you've taken this this um, pretty cool opportunity. Um, taking the show on the road. You've taken the show on the road. So you 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 kind of go around and you give talks about this. Do people ask you to come in, or do you kind of show up and say like, hey, I'm <laughs> the guy who did the microphone on the rover, um, can I talk to you? I well, I, I mean, I, it's been planning them out ahead of time for sure. But um, uh, you pitch the idea. It's like anything else, you know. You pitch the idea, and then if they like it, then they'll invite you to come do it, and then you work out the details, right? So do you get? Uh, pay, can I ask you? Do you get paid to do this, or do you? Just yeah, get to do it? Oh, so, I mean, sometimes. <laughs> so like when you went to because you went up to um, Portland, Oregon, right? Yeah, yeah, like recently. So you, like, did they pay you to like? Yeah, they got it. So that that was at the the, the public library in uh, Tualatin. Yeah, Twalatin. I, I still can't say the name of that city right, but it was awesome. Yeah, they have a. They basically have um, their summer. They have like a summer sort of concert series, education series, and the theme is space. And this woman, uh, Sarah, who runs that event, had seen me play in Portland on tour. The last time I'd been in town there, just at a normal club, you know, she wants to see some other band and. <laughs> liked what I was doing. Right. Yeah, people like Portland's cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the librarian's going out to rock shows. Right. You know? So um, I just thought it was funny. She's like, ah, they saw another band. She wasn't there to see you. But, no, well, yeah, uh, she, she didn't know. Nonetheless. But she saw our thing and yeah. she thought it was cool. And so we stayed in touch. And then I found out she was there. I'm like, oh, do you guys do I saw they did this stuff. And I said, well, you know, I, I've been traveling around doing this thing. And they have, they have a budget for this stuff to bring science education to their community, you know. So wow. Basically, that we actually scheduled the tour around that date. So we booked that. I booked that like six months ago. Yeah. And then basically just put a couple shows in between, you know. Oh, wow. And uh, it was great. Yeah. No, I mean, it's science is becoming more like it's cool now. It didn't used to be cool. Like mm -hmm. when you and I were yeah. kids a thousand years ago. Right. Like it wasn't cool mm -mm. back when they... Coaches and horses, you know. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, back when you back when sports was competitive and yeah. not everyone won. Yeah, right. <laughs> back in those days when. Uh, uh, yeah, well, that's that's cool. another thing that's I think good about science is there's no there's no faking. You can't fake it. I mean, I guess you can, but yeah. you'll get caught eventually. Yeah, that's true. But I like the fact that it's you know I don't I don't know some people see it as competitive I guess but I don't I see it a much more of a collaborative type right. person and. Anyway, yeah. So, so what? what yeah, is, they were encouraging it. It was nice. It was good. And so, what's the so is the goal just to get the word out there? Is it to a my goal? Yeah, yeah. For the for the the I panels. Think, yeah, it's well. What I like to my goal is to combine the idea of sound as education and sound as 
entertainment uh-huh. in a way that, yeah, definitely a helps me keep doing this, <laughs> you know, right. furthers my career. Yeah, but in a way that I mean, I love this stuff, you know. So it's it's if I can make a living doing what I love and what I and 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 like like that last one, that last talk I gave, there was like eight year old, ten year old kids there, mm-hmm. and so I that kind sounds, of that sounds miserable. No, it was no, it was awesome though. They were like that. That's the thing. They weren't. They were just <laughs> right. totally. They weren't. They were like just staring at me, like the yeah. whole time. They were totally transfixed by this stuff, and it was cool because I remember when I was a kid feeling that way, uh-huh. and so you know the idea that I can like some maybe be a part of the inspiration for one of these kids to grow up and maybe do this stuff on there. You know, because by the time they're our age, we're we're gonna have people up there on Mars, and you know, hopefully. I think, yeah, I'm, I, I think it's pretty inevitable at this point. You think um, so? Yeah. It's just a matter of time. Well, you think before we have people on the moon? No, no. People aren't going to be on the moon in the next decade, within the next decade for sure. Yeah. They're, they're aiming for 2024. That's pretty ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know that people are going to end it, land in Mars before 2030. I know everybody wants to, but... It's getting getting humans there without killing them is that's tough. Hard. Yeah, that's a that's a tricky one. But it's ine- it, it's inevitable that it will happen. Absolutely. Right. Well, you know, we haven't talked about your music career, which is which is pretty amazing. Um, but but I imagine you know you talked about being a kid. What was it? I mean, they're two very kind of you would they seem almost divergent, like very different paths. You know, science is one way, um, music is another. They're very different things. Um, did you have a love of these when you were a kid? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I did. And I, but the the science thing was never like I don't know. I remember it fascinated me when I was a kid, but I never. Uh, what part of science? I was like the you know the sci-fi part, you know the Star Trek, you know the yeah. like that the just sort of lightsabers, you know. Sure. That's Star Wars. Rad but, yeah. stuff. Well, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> right. That would be, we'd get like a thousand angry tweets. Right, yeah. Like, this like, fucking clown. There were no star lightsabers in the, the Enterprise. You know, when Han Solo gave the Vulcan neck pinch. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, uh, somebody sent me a t-shirt today. They had it. It says the Smiths on it, but it's a picture. And I think it's Devo in the picture. <laughs> and uh, I got to figure out who sent this thing to me because it just showed up. And I remember talking to somebody about it, but I think I was drunk at the time. So I can't yeah. remember who it was. Yeah. But it, it just showed up. Yeah. But like, anyway, that's yeah, unrelated, but I'm totally like unrelated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's music. It is. It is uh, music. But I get I get weird things in the mail sometimes, which is that's incredible to know. Thank you for, for letting me in on that. <laughs> Thank you for. I'm really glad. So I regift things. For that's why you get. World. That's why you get presents. Right. It's the intimate things you learn on fascinating. But now. no, when I was a kid, I remember five years old. I definitely remember loving music and loving space. And like I remember, my parents took me to this big telescope, and I saw Jupiter for the first time. I was probably wow. five years old, and it looked. It was about the size of like a marble. That's still pretty big. It's pretty damn big, yeah, yeah. For and as a kid, and I remember, I remember being lifted up so I could see <laughs> in the eyepiece, and I was like, and I saw it, and you could see like the right. clouds. You know, it, it wasn't just like this. It was a, it wasn't just a, a bright dot. You right, could yeah. see that. I was like, holy shit! It's that's like, the thing. That's, that's the it. thing. That's you know, and um, but I never, it never occurred to me to pursue it as an actual. I thought I, I took some astronomy classes in college, but I never like got a degree in it or anything like right. that you know um and it wasn't until kind of a few years ago that i was like you know what i really need to if i'm going to 
try and get involved with this stuff. I need to right. do something about it. You're going to be an astronomer. You need to start going back to... Yeah, know, right. <laughs> you can't be torn around for the rest of your life if you want to go and yeah, discover yeah. planets. Well, it sort of was weird. It was like when I... when with, with this thing with the microphone, like, well, this is... I kind of feel like this is my chance mm-hmm. because I actually know about microphones, right. you know, and I know enough <laughs> right. about space and these... Ro- and I, you know, I followed and just taught, learned myself... Learn. I learned myself. <laughs> I was gonna. I almost gonna oh, let that go, but no, don't let that go. Uh, but no. But I. But I. Yeah. I, uh, when 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 I heard the day my buddy called me, he said they're gonna put that thing on there. I felt like it was just this sort of like a bolt from the sky. Like okay, right. shit. This is it. You know, yeah. this is your chance. Don't screw it up. Right. And somehow it worked. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. I mean, you had, you know, as a kid, um, you were a member of two groups as a kid, which is pretty fascinating. You were a member of the Weird Al oh, Yankovic yeah. fan club. <laughs> I was, that's um, true, yeah. Which is, obviously, that's where music came from. It's, you know, uh, he's, dude, he's still... I know. He yeah. sounds amazing. He's really, he's still really good, yeah. He's still great. Yeah, he is. Weird Al, he like, my, he doesn't age, which is weird, and like... That is really, he looks, yeah, he looks great and he sounds like, exactly, it's like I, he hasn't changed. I think, I think Weird Al, Johnny Depp, and Keanu Reeves all have pictures of each other hanging in their basements <laughs> that are aging. Johnny Depp's changed a little bit. Oh, okay, yeah, he's, but I mean... He doesn't look as awesome as Weird Al. Um, I think he just in, embraced the, you know, pirate thing a little. Yeah, he's... It he's, was a conscious choice, you know sure. what I mean? Well, I will tell you this. My first single that I ever bought, um, and it was a tape single. Dare to be stupid? Uh, It wasn't that that old. Um, It was uh, Smells Like Nirvana. Ah, yes. Which That line with marbles in my mouth. It's hard to to bargle bargle Zouse. Yeah. Like like there's a caption on it, right? Yeah, yeah. In the video there is. Yeah. yeah. It's really funny. It's it's that. And then Waffle King um, was on the back, so it was the B-side of that. I don't know that one. a song no one's ever heard of. Dude, so... People in in podcast land, mm-hmm. do yourself a favor and look up the video for Weird Al's. Um, it was the one that was the Pharrell song that he did the cover of. The uh, you know the one that they got sued by from. Uh, I don't uh, remember with the girl dancing around the tennis shoes, topless, and, and that I, was the I, original I, video, not Weird Al's. Right, right. Um, Word Crimes is the name of Weird okay. Al's version, though. All right, and Word Crimes. The audio. Obviously, the the you know the um, the spoof that he did is spot on. Like all they all right. are, but they they he found this guy who was the, the the whole video was done by one guy who was working as a postman in the daytime and then did like, like some crazy yeah and then did some crazy video editing on his own at night and and somehow Weird Al found this guy or it, like it came to his attention. The video is incredible and it, it like all the lyrics of the song uh-huh. are in the video like bouncing around and fully animated in like really like you can freeze frame at any point in this video and find like five different really cool little things to look at. Really? Word Crimes by Weird Al Yankovic. It's will, incredible. I'll it's really link, really really good. I will put a link to that. Um, you also have some of your lectures up. I can put links to that as well. Um, and then one other thing, because I want to talk, I want to get to your oh, acting. Oh, yeah, I totally oh, interrupted your point. <laughs> yeah, I want to get to your acting career before we run out of acting. time. Acting? Wait, what? Uh, hold on a second oh, now. Boy. So your, your second, um, the second group you were part of is the Planetary Society, yes. um, which is really cool. So that, early, early on, you were you were really... Yeah, uh, my parents signed me up for that and when I was a kid. So I was like eight years old and, and uh, getting these newsletters they would send out. And they still send them out today, but back then it was cool because there was no internet, literally. Right. right. And uh, that was so when you got one of those things in the mail, it was like this treasure showed up, you know. Sure. 
And so uh, it's kind of like like hunting for porn back in the day, you know? Yeah. Like you had to hunt, <laughs> you know? It was like really special when you It was really, it. really hard to get. Yeah, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know? And you'd share it with your friends. And like that's kind of like these newsletters were like that, yeah. like porn for science, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing like still images. And now uh, science porn is a hashtag. That so. is, it is yeah. a, you, that you use pretty often. Um, I do, you know, the kids like it. So, so you've never been to space camp then? And you're, I have you're, not, and you're pretty I, upset about this. I, I've I've had multiple friends that well, I had a singer of my old band would tout that one. He would rub that in my face. But then there was another, there was somebody else that always, yeah, and it's always like really like irritating people that end up taunting you about that. Yeah, well, it's like <laughs> I, I was too poor to go to space camp, but you know, it's usually rich kids who go to space camp. Yeah, it's like the movies. Like, you know? I guess it was probably was it expensive back yeah, then to go to space camp. Probably, yeah, huh? Of course. Yeah. I don't think it was ever a consideration. In, oh, not not for me. Yeah, no, not definitely not. But uh, well, I mean, it would. I guess for, it thanks for that good. downer. Hey, sorry, man. I, I remember <laughs> the closest thing I came was a friend down the street had uh, astronaut ice cream, which is oh, the, like yeah, the frozen, uh, it's the not, dehydrated. It's not for. It's just dehydrated. It tastes like flavored chalk, literally. Like just, <laughs> yeah. No, like it just crumbles in your mouth, just like chalk, and it's well. They have you can get that at the um, the Natural History Museum and in. Yeah, and the Memorial Space Center, I believe, Columbia Memorial Space Center, where it's. I think it's right next door. I think it's a little better these days than it was when we were kids. Definitely, but probably all the ice cream. Yeah, maybe not a lot though. It's hard. It's really hard to call it ice cream because it doesn't have either one of those. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like it's just candy. You could call it former. I think it starts as ice cream. Well, because right, isn't doesn't don't they actually make it? It's like ice cream, and then they suck all the water out of it. So you would think it's dehydrated ice cream. But I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's other stuff going on there. There are apparently research groups trying to actively make food tastier for our long-suffering astronauts. But I think they should. You're up there for a long time. I mean, you're, you're you're eating and you know. I think you also have bags. to be actively concerned with what consistency it's going to come out of you. Right. Because that's of course a, a sticky very, issue. Yes, hey, it is. See what we did there. Uh, I did. They're the toilets. The toilets are the greatest feat of engineering. Space toilets they're are like the, the hose system. I'm you being look 100%. Like, oh, I don't know. They're amazing. Uh, yeah, you got to hook yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> like you literally have to plug in. Uh, but they're they're pretty cool. Uh, or so, even like shaving has got to be tricky without all that stuff going everywhere. That's and, well, I imagine they use electric shavers. Yeah, but you still need like some sort of like vacuuming, like a floby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a mini floby, right? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I just about solved them. it. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write a proposal to NASA. It about is entirely flobies. possible this has been solved <laughs> right. by flobies. By yeah. you, you solved the microphone problem. I've solved the shaving problem. Well, there's nothing the two of us can't. Well, I don't know if we've solved the microphone problem yet, but we'll, 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 we'll we've see. offered a solution. We'll see how it works. Uh, so now, before we finish here, I, I would be remiss if we didn't mention your your acting career. Uh, you've been most recently seen in the new adult. Um, it's a series by this Kathleen Murray Satchel. I yeah. And you play uh, Dave, who is confused as Jeff. And I gotta tell you, <laughs> I gotta tell you. So, did, so did, is my face ever in there, or is it just my hands? No, no. You, you're. You, I will tell you this, and I'm, I'm not saying this because you're sitting across from me. Because I have, I have no. I don't need to impress you in any way, shape. I or sort form. of forgot about. We're this. almost done with the interview. I don't need to suck up anymore. But you, in that scene, yeah. um, easily the best person in the scene. Like hmm. you kind of steal it. The, the like main, a really grumpy, right? Yeah, Was that? yeah. But like you hit your, you hit your marks, you hit your lines, and you're funny. 
and the main character is just she's just not not a good actress. Oh and man, well I don't, the <laughs> I don't want to say. Anything. I, I'm just telling you, like I'm sure she's a nice woman, but like the the, the scene is not great. Um, you know, and I'm I'm not I don't know how to comment on this. Uh, hey, look, it. I, if she's your girlfriend, if you're no, I, her, I, I, I apologize I just, in advance. I just tell you how I see it. Thank um, you for the you're welcome kind words. You're welcome. Uh, and so you've been in a couple other things, and your composer <laughs> is fascinating. Fights is on your IMDb page as well. Yeah, um, you also says you're five foot ten, and you're clearly five foot nine. So this I think is you wow. To, you need to edit that. I think yeah, uh, I think we're gonna throw down. This is gonna be a fascinating fight. Uh, so how can people find you? Where can they where can they find you on social media? I know you're you're touring both as a lecture, plus you're an incredible musician. Uh, you got I am really fucking incredible. Uh, it, it's unbelievable. <laughs> um, you you composed a thing for you an orchestral piece, which is which is really great. Um, that actually did turn out really good. I was it's happy really with good. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll have a link to that as well. It's called um, Shwarmo Number Two. That's. What's it's it? similar to that, yeah. What, wait, what Schismatique. Is, Schismatique, number but two. But I like it. I think shawarma will be the Schwar- next one. <laughs> Sounds more delicious. Shawarma. Shawarma. What happened to number one, by the way? Uh, so, I, number one it has also been recorded, but I did them out of... I did number two first. Yeah. And then we filmed the recording of that one, so that's the yeah. video that's online that people can see. Right. Uh, number one I did a year later in Prague, and well, number the first one was done in Budapest, uh-huh. and that's the one that's available that people can see and download if they want yeah and then number one we recorded i mixed it it's ready to go it turned out maybe even better than the other one but i haven't released it yet wow unreleased yeah because i want to wait till more people know who the fuck i am so it'll actually sell a few copies right right Uh, (laughs) fair enough so that's yeah but uh there's two of them done and actually there's a third one that's been i'm actually having a third one that's going to be performed at the Segerstrom Concert Hall in Irvine. It's this huge, it's massive concert hall. Yeah. Uh, in, I think, March of next year, of 2020. Is it affiliated with the school? It's going to be uh, It's going to be affiliated with the Beckman High School. Hmm. It's like a 70-piece. It's a high school orchestra, but they're amazing. They tour all around the country. They play at, like, Carnegie Hall and stuff like that. Wow. And they're going to perform this third piece that I wrote. It was actually commissioned work for them. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and, uh, and it turned out really great. We did it. It had an initial performance and initial performance already, um, but this is going to be better because they're going to have more. T- it's, a, it's a difficult. Sure. I was specifically asked to write something hard. For high schoolers. Yeah, and so it's like it's a crazy song at the way at the violins. It's about you know five minutes long, and it's but it's really cool. Wow, it's a really cool piece. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I've also noticed the theme with some of your work is you have part one and part two of a lot of your songs. Yeah, I seem to like doing that. I'm yeah. not good at naming things, so it's, sure. the more I can actually the part so one. You come part up with the name. Four things are going to be named that thing. Yeah, it worked for Zeppelin, right? Right. Um, <laughs> the part one of her two thing actually on the album came from Genesis from the band Genesis because hmm. they had a they they do uh, I don't know just the way they split up ideas and stuff. I just thought it was a kind of a cool mm-hmm. nod to like the more proggy. Sure. Not that our stuff is proggy. It's not really, but not really. Um, Anyway, that's Proggy went accordant. So, how can people what, get all of you? We missed Proggy went accordant. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, how can people? I just want to make sure people aren't missing this if they listen. <laughs> Thanks. So, you you're on Instagram, Facebook. 
You, you, you got a, a Twitter, a dead Twitter link on your page. Do you, do you do Twitter? Oh, I think that is it. It should be working now. Is it still? I was dead. Really? But I'll, I'll have I'll on have the website links. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to. I have my web person. Yeah, get your oh. web person. Come on, web person. Come on, web person, webmaster. Um, we we did some up. Yeah, we we updated the page a while ago, and, and the Twitter link was. Oh, actually, you know what? No, screw. Yeah, Twitter. I think uh, Instagram. I like Twitter's kind of useless. I think. Mm-hmm. I completely I do enjoy. disagree. But, but really, yeah, yeah, I like oh, Twitter. Twitter a lot. kills me. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, so you have it. If you but have Instagram it, is good. I like. Instagram's I like Instagram. Cool. Yeah. Instagram. But their website is jasonachilles.com. Okay. I'll have links to that. Links to all your stuff. And you got any tours coming up? What's What's coming up? Um, depends when this airs. And enough time for you to promote your August 19th show. Okay. Oh, perfect. Okay. August 19th then. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I'm going to be giving a performance and talk, science mm-hmm. talk, for Caltech um, in Pasadena at a bar. For It's this thing called Astronomy on Tap. It's a series that they do where it's actually really awesome. They have science lectures in a bar mm-hmm. uh, once a month. And, um, and like hundreds of people show up for this thing. It's really, really cool. Wow. And uh, and it's free to get in, and uh, the beer's not free, but right. Um, but so seven o'clock, we start. We play a few songs, and then take a little break, and then I'll give like a twenty-minute lecture and Q and A thing, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, yeah, it's it's just it's really really cool. It's called Der Der Wolf, the Wolf, but in German, Zawolf, Zawolf, Zawolf. <laughs> but that's uh, that's where it's at, and that's Monday, August nineteenth. At 7 p.m. Why, why, why do I know this and you don't? Because I, I, you do read, you did your homework. I did everything. I, I do do my homework. I forget these things. That's okay. Uh, I'll have links to it all. Uh, it's very exciting to see you in person. Um, this has been absolutely incredible. Uh, Jason Achilles, just Jason Achilles. I'm not even going to say the, the rest of it. So people I'm kind of enjoying the mutilation of the last name. No, it's funny. I, it's funny. Uh, Jason Achilles, uh, thank you for being on the show today. My pleasure. Cheers, everybody. And I want to thank everyone for listening. Have a good night. Fascinating Nouns is a Glencoe production and is hosted and produced by me, Daniel J. Glenn. The show producer for this episode was Sarah Brandt. The Fascinating Nouns introduction was produced by Daniel J. Glenn and E.A. Barrientos with music and sound design written and performed by E.A. Barrientos. So this episode has lots of video. We talked about a lot of that stuff. You're going to find links to those videos at fascinatingnouns.com uh, you can if you are coming to the show after it is aired um, you can look at previous guests not only check out this previous episode but also other previous episodes look for Jason or go under the previous episodes link and find episode 143 that's the number we're on right now it's pretty incredible stuff uh, if you like that you can go all the way down to the bottom of this of the fascinating nouns webpage you can find the newsletter which is incredible it gives you all kinds of behind the scenes and upcoming episodes and you can follow the show on social media you can find links to the show's twitter facebook instagram pinterest and youtube links all at the bottom of the fascinating nouns webpage. and if you like this show you're going to love my other podcast fascinating gadgets gizmos and gear-based technologies which you can find at f triple g bt.com we've got a team of experts we've got a rocket scientist and an engineer and we take pop culture technology and explain to you how to make it in real life incredible stuff f triple gbt.com and if you like that show you're gonna love everything that i do you can go to danieljglenn.com to find out all about my projects thank you for listening end of transmission